On this episode of War No Damn Experts, Rebecca and Maddie have someone on the podcast that was born in the river. Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. And I'm Maddie Sella Hazard. And we're no damn experts. I think I sound weird today now. Don't worry about it. She has water in front of her. We've been recording a lot of episodes this week in the podcast studio. We're on number three. So we have a lot of content to share with you. And we brought in an expert of the Missouri Rover. He's going to say he's not, but we think he is because he spent over 50 years. Oh, my gosh. On the river. So without further ado, Craig, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you, Marty. You're making me older, though, already. Okay. So it's not. <laughs> I was going to say 50 years seems like a long time. What are you, 25? Well, you were born in the river, weren't you? And then you learned to swim by three years old. No. Oh, yeah, his shirt even says, born on the river. joking. I didn't even know that. It was inside a pocket. Uh, this was just meant to be. This, uh, born on the river, not quite born on the river, but, but have been doing it for a number of years. You know what really stinks sometimes is that we get these guests that come in on the podcast. We meet outside in the reception area, and we waste podcast gold <laughs> meeting each other because Craig sizes me up. and He runs me through 20 questions, and I'm like, man, this is tough. But honestly, if you're going to be locked in the podcast studio with someone, you want to know who that is. But I didn't know how tough it was to answer all these questions. And I'm like, you know what? I'll answer them because guess what? You're next. <laughs> so... We wanted to schedule Craig to come in on the podcast and share not only his experiences on the river, but to get you excited about them, too, for when you visit Great Falls. So tell us about your time on the Missouri River. How long you been doing it? Uh, what's your favorite thing to do on it? Well, we got started uh, in uh, 1977. Oh. If my math is correct, that's 44 years. But. Oh I, so not 50, but 44 years. Close enough. And, you know, we got started actually doing uh, whitewater trips. You know, that was back for you youngsters. <laughs> you, you know, 1977 was when people around Montana were just starting developing businesses for rafting. Oh, wow. And I developed a passion for rafting a few years earlier through an experience in Outward Bound and an Outward Bound Adaptation Program. Uh, which is a whole whole other story, but that was what's that's what inspired me into the you know being a guide and being in the outdoors was going to Outward Bound, and uh, then moved back to Great Falls. I was in Colorado at the time. <clears throat> Excuse me, moved back to Great Falls, and uh, said, "Hey, there's nobody doing this. There's people in Glacier Park that have started businesses in 1976." I said, "Hey, let's start a business." So on a shoestring, we started business. 1977. Montana River Outfitters. Was that the name of it when you started it? You know, actually it was, we started it uh, called Adventures West. Okay. And then we uh, uh, found there was another company called Adventures West. 
So we called it <laughs> Your Great Second Adventure. Location. <laughs> Great Adventures West. And then we uh, started a branch of which was mostly fishing trips Okay. called Montana River Outfitters. Then we just collapsed them all into Montana River Outfitters ultimately. So you were saying in the lobby that you've done floats or rafting trips in Alaska, Peru, Belize, Costa Rica, pretty much all over. And you even had other businesses in Wolf Creek. And then where was the other one in Alaska? Mm-hmm. Or in the area? I don't remember. But you sold On the Smith River. Smith oh, there River. We go. There we go. Right. The Smith River. But you sold those off because the Montana River Outfitters in Great Falls was your bread and butter. Is your bread and butter. And why is that? Because there's just so many people excited to be here for it? There's a lot of ways to enter the Missouri? Well, there's, there's a lot of different aspects of our business right now where we do uh, float trips, fishing trips, all on the Missouri River, as well as other area-type rivers. But we also ra- rent rafts, kayaks, canoes, paddle boards, and uh, we also sell all of that equipment. Oh. So it's... It's multifaceted and kind of a broad range for, for the river business. It's fairly broad range or, you know, broad business. So, so you don't have to be, you don't have to guide. You can do it yourself. Um, exactly. Or you can just buy your own equipment and become an expert and be on the podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll invite anybody on, honestly. We had an Instagram influencer the other week. Yeah. He didn't know he was one, but lo and behold, we gave him that title. Yeah. If I walk into Montana River Outfitters and say, I want to rent this raft for the weekend, are you going to run me through any pre- or like qualifying <laughs> questions? Like- Marty, yes. <laughs> Rebecca, no. So what am I going to be asked? Like, do you know how to swim? Do you know how to... Are you willing to wear your life jacket? Yeah. You know, we do go through a relatively brief safety type briefing and okay. and, and encouragement to people to wear their life jackets and do everything legal and how to inflate the raft, how to repair a raft if they need to. Hmm. But, you know, our rafts are, if you talk about a raft, for instance, you know, they're very durable, very tough. And, you know, most people, it's a pretty easy thing to learn how to do and explain how to do. We even have, though, for people who have very little experience and want to gain some experience. We have videos that they can take home with them oh. on how to row a raft, how to paddle a raft, what to do in emergencies, that sort of thing. So we do have that option. You thought of everything. You've thought of Maddie entering your business <laughs> and what kind of havoc she can wreak on the That's river. That's kind of what I was thinking about, Maddie. Was, <laughs> I wanted to make sure I was prepared for you and others might be prepared for you. Our entire business community is now Maddie proof <laughs> Darn it. I wanted to have some fun out there. So you said you do fishing trips on the river. How long are those? They are. They range from a half day to one day, and we also do some multiple day trips. Are you guaranteed to catch a fish? No. No? Okay, you don't have one like a dead one on a string under the water to, ready to hook on someone's line? I don't know anybody who guarantees you can catch fish, but we do guarantee that we'll have good guides and, and do the, the best they can to teach you what they can teach you about how to catch a fish okay we went on this deep sea fishing excursion and the guy is a horrible guide (laughs) he takes us and he's like this red snapper hasn't been biting lately and then we pull up to the part we're gonna fish and he's like this is where we're gonna catch red snapper like didn't you just say we didn't catch a fish (laughs) and i really wanted him to have a dead one prepared hook it on my line i can reel it in at least i can you know snap (laughs) a a photo 
Have you ever had a, a guide where someone went on a fishing trip, they didn't catch a fish, and they're like, please, can we stay an hour longer? And you, you let them? Or we're like, sorry, guy, better luck next time. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> now, we, you know, guides have, you know, we employ guides, mm-hmm. a number of guides, and they have lives like the rest of us do. Okay. They also have lives that rely upon happy customers. So they work very hard to make sure that as many things as possible go right, including catching fish. Okay. But, you know, some days, generally people don't get skunked, but it could happen. Uh-huh. But would they stay extra? Right. They'll stay extra. Would they stay until midnight? No. Okay, I would Because they have to be out next morning early preparing the trip for Rebecca when she comes. <laughs> and I'm going to catch all problem, the fish. Yeah. Yeah, because... Because we, Marty kept the kept uh, the guide out until midnight. You know. <laughs> Darn it! Darn it, Marty! <clears throat> so sometimes when you have a job and your job is to help people fish, you might not enjoy doing it in the free time that you have when you're not guiding. Is that the case with you, or do you just love fishing? No, I, I really do love fishing. But you know what I might love more than that is is exposing people to f- learning how to fish which I just did this last weekend with my son-in-law and my daughter, who, oddly enough, had not <laughs> caught a fish on a fly, on a fly rod. Oh. They'd fished before, but both of them caught, cast a two and caught a trout for the first time on a fly rod, which was way cool for me. Yeah. Okay. So we had someone on, and they were talking about their kid's first time catching a fish on a fly. Like, oh, they got theirs last year, and my daughter got one this year we you rebecca correct we've never caught a fish on the fly no nope we're oh, we uh, could change that we're people keep saying that and you've met me now so <laughs> we're gear fishers so we like the bobber yeah and the worms and the leeches and whatever that's all right that's spinner good. baits i really like spinner bait um like because my other hand usually has a beverage in it you know, like a soda. A soda. Right. Made from barley. <laughs> Made from barley. The soda barley. <laughs> so we love fishing, but this fly fishing, I don't know why, we both have this mental hurdle that we're going to make a fool of ourselves. I'm yeah. mostly concerned about catching my own self. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere. Do you know, I have to admit, I've caught my own self. <laughs> I, You're I, a great I, catch, Craig. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got the worst catch of the day. But I was fishing and uh, a few years back, and it was in the fall. Another gentleman and myself were out fishing. I use gentleman loosely there with this guy. <laughs> but I hooked myself in the lip with oh, a great oh big gosh. hopper in the lip, in my upper lip, and you know, which is a pretty tender, dainty sort of place. I mean, you know, it's I, I, what I call it. It's a, it's a vulnerable place. It's not like in your arm. I've, I've right. hooked myself in the arm and pulled it out. I've hooked myself other places but in the lip I, there's no way I could do it and I wasn't going to let this other guy rip my <laughs> lip in two I called up my wife and said we're going to have to run the hook all the way through which you normally don't but I said we, and then cut the barb off I called her up because I was out by gust I said Linda go get a pair of pliers that can clip this off she says I don't want to do it I said you're going to have to do it <laughs> or I'll do it but you need to get those pliers so when I get there you can do this but anyway it was, uh, that's the worst hook I've done to anybody was myself. Your own self. But I've hooked myself a few times, and I hooked a few other people. But you, the, speaking of which, 
there are certain things you can avoid, but one of the things you always want to wear is eye protection. I don't know if you, if you ever go out fishing, frankly, any kind of fishing, but particularly fly rod where you you know have flies whipping around because you want to protect your eyes. You can pull a hook out of your arm, and someday I'll show you an extraction technique that's easy. Well, I've hooked myself gear fishing, and you know, because gear fishing, I usually hook trees. Um, so my husband loves that getting the line out. <laughs> but I've hooked pretty much everything, um, but not a lip. I, w- I wouldn't. Oh, no, it was it wasn't pleasant. No, so I'm, I'm ashamed he- to admit it. Yeah, well, I I think it's important to admit it because that many years on the river to be able to do it perfectly, <laughs> I think I'd call baloney. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Not to shift gears entirely here, but Go but we it. do people we do take people out to fish for walleye and do fish with spinning rods. It's just that the interest is so great in fly fishing, yeah. And people that you know generally are more comfortable fishing on their own with spinning gear, and and so we we still do some of that, and uh, and people are real successful at it. You know, it's it's a it's a good way to fish, but uh, fly fishing is just kind of the end thing. Well, and we, on the Missouri River, the beautiful banks of the Missouri River from here south towards Cascade, it's pretty good fly fishing. Probably one of the top, at least the top 10 rivers in the country, maybe top five. And the the blue ribbon type. What does that mean? I was afraid you were going to ask that. (laughs) It's well, a we could just ignore it. Yeah, we might, want to, we might want to. Oh, I thought it was literally just like a poetic term, like the blue ribbon streams of the Missouri because the water's blue and it's, hey, it's you know, dancing like a ribbon winding. You know, I like yours forth. better than that. Let's, let's go that's with what, yours. That's now. What, that's what it means now. It's a poetic we are, line. We, are, we can cut some of these things out, right? <laughs> We're not cutting this out. So. Don't worry about it. You know, when Maddie edits, sometimes things just stay in because it's really good conversation and sometimes I have one where they're like you're going to take this out right and I'm like sure <laughs> did she not did not you told me you were going to take care of me Maddie. <laughs> I no. would I would but you remember that banter out in the hallway <laughs> so gotta remember who to be nice to um so the other area of the Missouri River which is not maybe it is blue ribbon I don't know but it's the wild and scenic portion of the Missouri River near the Upper Missouri River Breaks National Heritage Area. And we had a guest in yesterday, and he says, I'd like some information on the Upper Missouri River Breaks National Heritage Area so I can go see it. And I was dumbfounded because we used to have like a book on how to boat that area, like when you can float it, when you can use motorized boats. But he didn't want to do that. He just wanted to see it and drive around in it. Yeah, driving around in it is doesn't work. Because <laughs> that's where the eye of the needle is? Right. Okay, and you've seen that on a boat? Yes. Okay, because you, you can't see it elsewhere, right? There's no way I can just hop in my car. The eye of the needle no longer exists. It broke, right? Yeah, it, and I think it died a natural death. It just it collapsed a sandstone formation. But, but, it, but a quick response to that is if people do ask, you know, most of the time, since it's a 47-mile trip, minimally, of no public access, there's only one dwelling, you know, family that lives down in that section of river. But there's no public access. But what you can do and what we do offer is a jet boat trip where instead of taking three or four days, as most people take in a canoe or kayak or raft, 
you can actually take a jet boat and travel down through there more quickly and still see everything. You don't get to take all the hikes and that sort of thing down through there, but you can get through there in a day. But you can only take a motorized boat during certain times, right? You can take a motorized boat all the time. You just can't travel upstream or at high speed. You have to, it's a no-wake speed limit, but you can oh. take a motorboat anytime. Huh. So my parents are visiting from Wisconsin. They just landed yesterday. We're going to do a lot while they're here. Might have just added an, an item onto the itinerary. Do you put in then at Fort Benton or do you go further down the further river? down. Um, Colbanks Landing is generally okay. where we start, okay. which is you know forty miles from, approximately from Fort Benton down. And so then you'll go down that area, but then you have to pull out because you can't go back up. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Unless you happen to work for the Fish, Wildlife, and Parks or the BLM, <laughs> well, the Bureau of Land Management, they get to do whatever they want. It's like they own the river for God's sake. What the heck? We were at Our <laughs> Lake, and these men are on horseback riding around. And I'm like, how do they get to do this? And Mark's like. That's fish and wildlife. Like they can, they can do that. They're the, the rangers. They're the people in charge. Like, oh, we need to make friends with them. So I'll make friends with some people. See, there are people boat. that get paid to do that, Marty. You that could be. <laughs> but you know, I did have another idea for you. A, okay. The dream job, but um, we can talk about that later. But <laughs> I don't but. need you to take her away from this job. This is a dream job. You know what? Some we had someone on the podcast and they said, How great is it that you have this platform, this podcast to showcase your personality? And I'm like, that's exactly it. <laughs> well we're hoping for stadium tours. It hasn't happened yet, but we'll, we'll see. I know you do the fishing trips and the multi day ones. What happens when a group of women like Rebecca and I, we want to do a, a day trip or a multi-day fish, but we, trip with no fishing, like just scenic, right. just hikes, just photos. Do you cater to us too? Darn right. <laughs> we have. If you're going to be there, if the two of you would be there, we'd have people that would bid to see that they'd be the guide for the trip. We'd be a hot commodity. We would be. We have a camera that will, you know, we'll take plenty of photos. Some of them will be good. Some, some of them will not. Yeah. I did. Just recently took down a trip. I didn't go on the trip, but I set up the trip. And she said, you know, the it's a group of models. And she said, uh, and one of them was a Playboy bunny. <laughs> but I think this, I, I'm not sure that she was a present-day Playboy bunny. I think this was maybe a 60-year-old former Playboy bunny. Hey, it's just something that was on the resume. Minor details. That's My, your title. That's you, you, you use it as. You know, I was the Geography B champion for my school and not super strong in geography today, but I still hold the title. You know, I'll remember that. You know, I'm a paid, I'm a professional athlete. I've actually um, won a marathon in my category was paid. And then another one, I've qualified for the Boston Marathon. So yeah, minor details. You don't need to know how that happened. <laughs> but hey, it's going to be on the resume. So I want to hear about that. But you're a professional. Let's hear it. Um, so I won first in the female military category for the Tobacco Road Marathon, which happened to be a trail marathon that I found out while running it. <laughs> there was only two people. Me oh. and another woman that was 52 years old and I was 22. So kind of yeah, one so by you default. Beat her. Yeah, but say, got $300 for it. So that makes me a professional yeah, athlete. Yeah, that does make you. So no, that, that's good. I Now I know I'm with a pro. Yeah, and then uh, I ran. Doesn't, doesn't Tobacco Road somehow sound like contradicting to what a marathon is or somehow? <laughs> 
<laughs> you have to smoke the entire time you run. It was in North Carolina, so yeah. you know if that makes any more sense. And then uh, I ran the Boston Shadow Marathon while I was deployed to Afghanistan. So by running that, you automatically qualify for the Boston Marathon the following mm. year for a vet. Mm. So, but hey, minor details. People don't need to know that. <laughs> well, they do now. Well, <laughs> we might edit that out. Uh, she so gets to decide. You have this multi-day trip with models. Well, this was a, or, or it was else. booked. Booked. Did they do it? Yeah. Yeah, they did it. It was you know we had to postpone a day just due to weather. But I'm just saying that was you threw the model thing out or yeah. something. I can't remember what it was or how we got here. <laughs> I'm lost. Neither do but, I. Don't worry. That's but, what the show notes are for. But we. We do, you know, you could call in and want to do a half-day trip or a full-day trip, and we can do those on relatively short notice, even though we like to have a little more notice, obviously. Like, we have trips. We have a trip going out this weekend for 115 people on a half-day trip. Holy. What? That's a lot of people. You think? They're not in one boat. No. (laughs) That's a lot of this boats. Isn't a That's clown a, car, clown yeah, boat. I'm gonna have to get one of like those buses that are jointed in the middle. We'll yeah, have to do a bunch just of rafts. Just start expanding and, it, right? Like oh. those triple rigs. Give us more details. Why did they're doing this last minute? And they're like, "Hey, 115 people." No, no, this isn't last minute. This oh, has okay. been this has been a plan for a while. This is University of Providence. Okay. Oh, cool. And they'll have a bunch of students and some staff. Oh. And. Uh, Okay, so they're going to have fun on the river. 115. How many boats are they going to take? Or rafts? Eight? Probably 14. 14? Right. Oh, this is going to be a mess. No, it'll be good. (laughs) That's just a lot of bumper boats and kids and And people. We'll we'll have guides in each boat. They'll know what's going on. Okay, risk assessment's kind of higher on this one because they're they're college kids and they're going to give your guides a hard time. They're Probably gonna, worse than Madi. Maybe. So I, I doubt that. <laughs> are you going to cook for them while you're out there? We are going to have lunch for them, but it will not be a cooked lunch. No, just begged. Hey, guys, we went to Arby's. <laughs> we, do, we do some lunches like that and some dinners like that. We've done everything from steak dinners to oh, You're going to teach people how to do that? No, we no. serve it to them. Oh, okay. But for you, Madi, we'll, we'll teach do you how to one. cook. Well, my, Your husband might appreciate that. <laughs> He does a lot of cooking, so yeah. I was I was suspicious, but I wasn't going to say anything. But you opened the door. Oh my goodness! I make I make a few dishes: Mexican food, which takes all day to do, and um, stuffing. <laughs> I made lasagna last night. I mean, he's really good at it. Why not? So my chiropractor's going on a float trip, and she says that they do cook shifts where they land. You're responsible for cooking dinner, making breakfast in the morning, and prepping everyone's lunch for when you get back on the river and eat en route. This is a multi-day trip. Yeah, so they're they're they've done the White Cliffs a few times. They've done Smith River. Um, I forgot where they're going this time, but she's excited and she's telling me all these pro tips, and I'm like, wow, this is how this is how organized you are. She's like, yeah, we have to have planning parties and then a planning party after it because we didn't do anything the first planning party (laughs) so is that how you guys prepare for your float trip i think they might be a little more professional and organized well no i would think like this is a new group of people we're gonna have to tackle it differently or no you're just like one you know what guys we've been on the river for 44 years we can handle 115 college students at once right you know we do take we've taken groups of 50 like on a three-day trip like through the white cliffs we were just talking about Okay. And when we do that, we'll have part of our crew will be 
you know, involved in the cooking. And but we don't generally don't have it's it's a guided trip. Oh. Uh, if it's a partially guided trip, people then would prepare their own meals, and we would get the gear down and uh, okay. help them get down. But on a fully guided trip, we do all the meal preparation, and we have a crew that does that. That's more our speed. <coughs> Maybe. I mean, I mean, if you're going for a true vacation, I'd do a fully guided, and you just show up and somebody serves you food. Well, I want to know what kind of guiding that you've done in the Bob Marshall Wilderness oh, yeah. Complex. You mentioned that, and I... Well, partnership guiding. Partnership right. guiding. We work with uh, other outfitters that are uh, that have uh, permits to work up in the area, and then we would work... I'd essentially work as a guide for them. We bring our guests in, and we go with them. We, we did that about a month ago with... a. A family from Chicago. Mm. We did okay. a, a backcountry trip up in the North Fork of the Sun River. Worked oh, okay. Them. We had, um, we, I got a special call from a guest that was coming in from Missoula and they wanted to do the Sun River and they said, Can you help me? And I said, no. I cannot. <laughs> I know, I know someone, nothing. We can and help so. you get to the right person, but. <laughs> Me personally. So do you do just the top part of the Sun River or all the all of the sun that comes into Great Falls? Well, we, we do trips like these partner trips. Yep. That's on the North Fork, which is above Gibson Dam up in the wilderness. Okay. We do trips there, the, you know, these partner trips we've talked about with other outfitters up there. This is with uh, Josh Carbomb. With, from Sun Canyon Lodge. But we also do guided trips on the Sun River, and we do rental trips for people kayaking on the Sun River oh. right through that float right into Broadwater Bay. Okay. So oh. there's so that's a, a kind of a pretty intimate, non-traffic sort of area that some people will kayak or canoe. But you, the team that you have at Montana River Outfitters, if they have questions about the river... Maybe they're bringing their own gear. Can they pay to, to get us. consulted? Yeah, no, we don't charge for consulting, but we, we just feel an obligation, you know, and, and pleasantly so, you know, that we want to share as much information so people can enjoy the whatever, you know, they're going to do, whether it's floating. I spent a long time with people that were going to Glacier Park. <laughs> but they <laughs> well, were in, they beautiful. were spent, they spent, they stayed here and they were going to go horseback riding, which I referred them to someplace to go horseback riding. And then they were going to go to Glacier Park. But, I, you know, I felt obligated to share with them about, you know, other places they were going as well as what to do here. Right. I tried to do my best, not nearly as, as good as Maudie could have done, of course. <laughs> well, we also get some guests in, and we end up planning their entire three weeks right. in Montana from what we like. And it's always interesting <laughs> because they may not like what we like, but we always tell them, this is what I would do. You may not like it. <laughs> But, uh, you know, we, and I, I might ricochet around, I'm a little bit of a global random sort of personality, if you, if you hadn't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I showed my hand early on. But, you know, we like to make sure that, that people that do want to know how to do these experiences, they want, you were talking about earlier about renting a kayak or raft or paddleboard or whatever. You know, those things, with a little bit of coaching, people can, can, go out on the Missouri and do all those things in a pretty safe sort of manner. You can rent a paddleboard and uh, paddle down the Missouri or just ride in, in Great Falls. D 
did it with a kayak, did it with an inflatable kayak or inflatable canoe or a canoe or a raft for that matter. We've heard that there are some really great rapids because we don't have a lot of whitewater rapids in the area, I'm told. But right below Black Eagle Falls, there's a good spot for whitewater experiences. <laughs> I don't right. know how to finish Stationary that. Stationary training area, get used to it. Right. You know, it, it, there is some, some nice waves, some nice surfing waves, and for particularly for kayakers that are skilled. But we used to do guided trips down through there oh. and take out down below. But it was just, again, the marketing of trying to fill up a raft. And then the they took out our launch. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to go a little further down to the dam. No, well, <laughs> no everything was kind of complicated, you know, because to get across a bridge, we had to hand carry the raft across the bridge to get there and all. It's a long story. But, but we did raft trips down there for a while. But it's probably more better designed for people doing kayaking that can easily carry a kayak and and it's a and take out downstream you know ultimately at giant springs or across the river where there's a fishing access site there's also and uh, you know there's just a few rapids there but there are let me tell you in the springtime there's some really big rapids (laughs) you can tip over a, a raft even let alone a kayak or canoe yeah but uh, well, the, I'm just going to share another rapid story, which go is for it. down below Moroni Dam. Uh-huh. I don't know if you're familiar with that section. That's the, the last dam in a series of five dams there. Yep. Uh, there are some rapids down below there. And unfortunately, a lot of people think that it's just going to be the slow-mo river that's oh. above town. And uh, so we had a number of people have some issues. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, they tip over boats, kayaks, canoes. Bad things have happened. Well, it's not just snakes that are out there. You have to be aware of snakes, everything. Snakes, come on. We're, we're marketing Great Falls here. Snakes, we don't have any poisonous snakes. No, we get phone calls. We get phone calls from guests who are out there, and they want us to know that the snakes are out, and, are and we then gonna, we could call whoever is in charge of that. Literally saying, I'm not sure who you're going to talk to or if you need to come out and put out a sign, <laughs> but just want to let you know the snake's out. So. Gee, thanks for that. There's just, there's just the one. Thanks and for the heads up on that snake. Said, no need to call me back. And I'm like, great. Thank you. Was it Ralph point. or Lisa? <laughs> so, I I have that voicemail saved, but I would play it. I don't want to humiliate anybody. Um, maybe I could use good. an auto-tone. Auto-tune. auto-tune. Whatever. Disguise her voice because, man, it's hilarious. But, but yeah, there's snakes out. I know the main time for fishing is going to be May through September, um, and that's where your your guides are normally going to be. But outside of those, how do you know that? Are you sure of that, Marty? <laughs> well, that's what Fred told me. Oh, I thought said. this was my story, not yours. <laughs> well, what I'm asking is, your story is outside of those months. Can people still be on the river in the fall into the winter? What kind of business do you offer then, if any? Well, we don't do much after you know, November. We do trips off into November. October, by the way, is also can be a real good month, but you okay. start running into some weather issues. Mm-hmm. And as you as said, and as Fred said, <laughs> that, you know, May through September are, and into October. Okay. First part of October definitely is still, but October can be very good. But we don't, you know, we would take people out fishing because River Journey stays open and you can journey fish it all year long. Mm-hmm. But people's interest they just aren't traveling here for although we've we've had trips in january 
Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. I would say no to that. Well, maybe it's the same people that do the polar plunge. Well, I would also say no to polar <sighs> plunge, which I have in the past. So, but I'm a big, I love ice fishing, but it's, you know, above water. That's kind of the big thing there. When do you start up? In May? Or is, do you have people like that want that spring oh, no. runoff danger? Or, I'm sorry, experience. <laughs> <laughs> experience. i got to change my wording. No, we, we do trips in April. And people that rent from us are renting boats in April to go down the Smith River because you're more likely to get a launch, a launch date okay. in April and May. And the fishing can be good before the high water, which is typically in April. Okay. All right. So the Smith we've often referred to as like the elusive state park because not everyone can enjoy that state park. You have to have a permit, right, to be able to do it? Right. Well, if you want to do go on a private, unguided trip, the only way you can go is apply in the lottery and get drawn or have a friend that gets or an acquaintance that gets drawn, and then you can go a party of up to 15. Okay. But if you're a company that has a permit, you don't have to do the lottery system. You're a winner every year. <laughs> I'm glad you asked that question, Maude. That's a very good question, Maude. Thank you for asking that. You know, when people say that's a very good question, normally it's not. <laughs> Nor- normally they're either being... <laughs> they're taking the time to flattery, figure out how do I answer or they're, this. Or they're trying to think of a way to answer it. <laughs> In the and, way. and neither one of those was, I think, I was trying to do a little bit of harassment there. <laughs> but no, it is a very good question because the outfitters on the Smith, which we were at one time, mm-hmm. you know, providing guided trips on the Smith, we no longer do that except in the form of rental and help people rent that have permits, their private permits, but the outfitted part of the trip, the guided trips are approximately 15% of the use on the river. Okay. And and those outfitters, which I think there's remaining about eight of them, mm-hmm. have about one or occasionally two launches a day on the river. And so you could book a trip with them. They have, you know, one outfitter may have two launches and another may have 22 launches. But Ultimately, you could decide you wanted to go and go on a fully guided trip. So you, there, there is that other way you can go down the river. Okay. We're just looking for loopholes because ever since Glacier started the tickety, <laughs> ticketed entry program this past... Uh, Do you want to know a loophole tourist- for that? Yes. Well, I know the before 6 a.m. lodging. You want to know excursion. another loophole? Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you probably know this already, Madi. Someone as brilliant as you must have this. But if you book a boat trip, or I understand maybe even just a rental of a kayak on St. Mary's mm-hmm. or uh, on the other side. Oh, Mc- Lake no. McDonald. Lake yeah. McDonald. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you book those, that's your ticket to get in. You can go over going to the sun. I don't know if you knew that or not. but Yeah, yeah. but trying to get a ticket from that. Even. Service reservation. Yeah. But it's easier to get those. You know, you can pick that up. That's what I did the last time because with uh, some friends that wanted to go up through the park, I just uh, bought Reserved a, a kayak. Reserved. I didn't do that because somebody told me that works. I But I just booked a trip, you know, 33 bucks for a trip in St. Mary's that I didn't take. <laughs> exactly. But, but the five of us went and traveled over going to the sun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're Hey, this isn't about Glacier Park, remember? No, but people can do Glacier, and it is the one park that we have that's all in Montana, and East Entrance is only 
two and a half hours away. And people call me and think that I run the ticketed entry program. <laughs> so I get to answer a lot of questions on how they're flying into Great Falls. They're going to stay here, get ready for their trip. And how come I haven't let them have a reservation yet? <laughs> and should they use Wi-Fi or should they just be connected directly? What's the better way to get these tickets? And I tell them, look at the draw. <laughs> we have so, no idea. Uh, yeah. So... It's a, it's a lot of information that we get asked for. So it's people like you that come in here and you tell me everything and I just regurgitate it. We sound super smart to All the guests that walk in here and All we talk to on the phone just because we absorb I think you are super smart. Well, if I can remember everything, that's my ability is the <laughs> retaining the information, regurgitating it at the right time. So that's how I appear intelligent. <laughs> I thought you got everything you knew from Rebecca. Uh, yep. Nope. I, I listened That's to what Rebecca told me. <laughs> well, she told me how to introduce the falls, so yeah. it's flawless. Then I asked her to do it on an episode, and she's Couldn't like, what? <laughs> so, I have no idea how to talk about the falls on the Missouri River. We have five falls, four of which you can see today, and three that you can drive to. And one that's immediately across the street, pretty much. Black yeah. Eagle. So... We have, we have it down to a science. So where's Coulter Falls? It is submerged. Good if job, you want to, If you want to access that one, you're going to need you're your scuba, scuba dive. And if you want to know how to scuba dive in the Missouri River, Alex, the ranger at Giant Springs State Park, is going to tell you it's not going to be the best experience. So <laughs> yeah, Perhaps he had that not-so-good experience? Well, because they do these scuba divers that go into the actual Giant Springs once or twice a year right. to, to clear out the litter. Out. And I did have someone contact me saying, can I snorkel there? And so I was like, I'm pretty sure it's a no, but I'll ask Alex anyway. And he said, no, you can't yes. snorkel there. But if you want to snorkel to Missouri, it's not going to be the best, nor is scuba diving it. But, right. hey, people want to try new things. Have you scuba dived? I have uh, just taken, like, one of those resort classes. Oh. So you're an expert? No. <laughs> no, I, I'm not an expert at all in scuba diving. Snorkeled some. Yeah. You know, more, done more snorkeling than they have scuba dived. Yes, scuba diving isn't. Hey, speaking of giant springs, not yeah. to shift gears here. <laughs> yeah, do Bringing it. us back to Great Falls. <laughs> uh, do, have you seen the spring out in the middle of the river, right a little bit, a bit uh, above giant springs? Maybe. No. I don't, a, if I you mean, look out there, it, particularly in the springtime, you can see it. it'll be a, a, a clear kind of blue colored. Oh, really? Yeah, it's above Giant Springs. And it's if you, as you're driving past the Interpretive Center, there's a big draw. If you look straight to the left of where that draw is, kind of across from the Fish and Game building, okay. you'll see out there where there's a different colored water. There's a, another big spring out in the middle of the river. So Ooh. there's something new you learned. What is it called? <clears throat> Does it have a name? It doesn't have a name. Let's name it the we'll Madison name it. Spring. <laughs> we might, I don't know. That might not catch on. <laughs> We, we're kind of the authority. So. You, could, you could name it. Hey, here's another thing we need to name, and I have the names picked out. Oh. There's five rapids down below Moroni Dam. Okay. There's, they're all kind of close together in the upper part of the float trip there. But I have names for those rapids, and I think we should name them and get them into the literature. Okay. What are the names? Can you say them on our podcast? <laughs> No, I I mean, I, I I can't remember them in order, but, you know, we have like, you know, uh, Sacagawea something rather and, you know, different names. I, yep. I'd have to, I haven't looked at them for a while, but I was just thinking about the other day before I 
exit well, stage well, left. I think I should get these on a map and get them named. Yeah, I think we should. And, you know, we've created words here at Tourism and people just adopt them as actual words and so <laughs> well and phrases so i think we can get the rapids named i don't know if you knew this but we're redoing our visitor guide and there's a map of where to find the falls and it does have maroney dam on the map so maybe there's an area we write down some we can rapid, just add the rapids add the rapids names and there yeah, they let's are do it. i've got Ta-da. them i might i don't think i have them with me but Okay. I've been packing them around in there thinking I got to do something with this. Well, let's put them on the visitor guide. And then if you say, want to know how they were named, listen to episode (laughs) 48 of We're No Damn Experts. And stop in at Montana River Outfitters for a little while longer and see if you have any uh, other names that you'd suggest. We can make this happen. We... We're kind of a big deal. We're kind of a big deal. You, you know, I, I heard that. And, and now, I'm, now I'm realizing that really is true. But she's so annoying. You just have to do what she says. Eventually, she just gets her way. Hey. Now, I will tell you, if you know Jerry Jennings... I know Jerry. It's a match made in heaven to watch those two go back and forth about Maudie Jerry just telling Maddie, you can do this. It's not a big deal. I did do what she told me to do. So she was right. If you can walk, you can snowshoe. And sure enough, I snowshoed Silvercrest. Easy. Good, good for you. Hey, another thing, speaking of you know, transitioning back into fishing, <laughs> ditto with fishing, you know, fly fishing. People make it into a bigger, harder Deal. experience than it is. But, you know, I've, you know, I've taught kids how to fly fish. Like my, grand, my own son was five years old when he learned to cast and catch his first fish on a fly rod. Huh. I think... I think the hindrance for us is the gracefulness of the sport and how little gracefulness there is contained within my body. I think people make it too big of a deal out of it. I hate the way this is going to sound, but if I'm not good at it within three tries, I don't want to do it. Because normally I can pick up an ability or a a, a skill. Do you want to share more with this, Madi? I'm not good (laughs) at golf because it took more than three times to try and be good at it tennis what the heck is that sport you know like i'm not good at within three three tries so on the first or second try of fly fishing i better be good otherwise i'm putting down that rod (laughs) she's got a lot of quit in her yep (laughs) so much i'm ready (laughs) i know where to to me i know where to spend my time elsewhere (laughs) do you like do you like the hookup of a fish i do i love it i love it picture this you can see it Instead of just being a bobber, you can actually cast a fly and watch it float down into where you see a fish rising, and you see that little rise form come up. And but that's grab. what bass fishing is with the spinner, the top water. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah, that's good. So you'd like fly fishing? So okay, well, well, this is the deal. We are gonna do some content of us learning to fly fish, and it's going to be great content. Fred asked me when we're coming down. Oh, he did. Yeah, sent him an email like, "Hey, that's good." podcast is out and he's like when are you coming down to learn how to fly fish i got the yarn ready <laughs> like, hey, here's another good. thing on fly fishing that i think we should think about in great falls as far as tourism goes and i have some strange ideas for this but but one of the not so strange ideas is you know families passing through you know right now the average price for a fly fishing guided fly fishing trip is 550 bucks for two people okay wow. if you have a family of four that's kind of pricey for a day trip. Mm-hmm. I think we need to develop, and you know, you two would be the perfect source of help, helping develop this, an opportunity for a family to go out for a few hours and, and learn how to fly fish and, and hopefully catch a fish. 
So to this end, I've developed a, an idea okay. that we could, you know, they have, they raise salmon and things in, in oceans and rivers, you know, farm salmon. Right. You could put a fence up, an underwater fence, plant trout in there on the river in Great Falls, within the city limits of Great Falls, essentially being able to guarantee people they could come up and, you mm-hmm. know, catch a, catch a fish on a fly rod or we buy you dinner or some sort of thing, you know, and, and, uh, and, and a steak dinner that you're later going to learn how to shoot. <laughs> if you don't shoot that, it's going to be salads tonight. But I do like I this idea. I had moose for breakfast. <laughs> I like this idea. I like now, this well, and it's win. easy, easily accessible right there. You know, in town, I think a lot of people think they have to go out, but if we had that fish hatchery style space on the Missouri River. I don't know why we can't make this happen. As well as, as a kayaking place down below Black Eagle, you know, where that where you were talking about below the below the dam there, below the falls. Yeah, is to have you know like create make more access for kayakers to come in and kayak. You could even do a zip line across. Mm-hmm. Did you know that was one of my interview questions for this <laughs> job? What would I use for the hashtags? Were zip lining across the Missouri River? Man, was I scared. <laughs> so. Hashtag adventure awaits. <laughs> so, What's that? Hashtag adventure oh. awaits. So ziplining people are a different breed. They're, uh, they're thrill seekers. Well, they should be. I mean, you're tied I th- to a string and flying across the air. Just like a fly. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're overrating. They have all sorts of carabiners and straps and harnesses. Yeah, I guess you're Apparently right. you haven't done it or have you? I did it. In Costa Rica, when I was 14 years old, and my principal was not happy because I didn't Ooh. have my uh, permission slip signed by my parents. But I was like, well, they're not in, here. Not here. <laughs> so I, can't, I, can't, I was a troublemaker since day one. I can't imagine you convincing your teacher. I, I could see that pretty readily, <laughs> that it was, you fine. should be able to go. It's fine. So we have a, a book starting on entrepreneurial ideas that we're going to need some people to help us with. We will provide guidance, but we're not going to run them day to day. So no. there we go. Just add it to the are, list. Are, is, this, is this for real? Or is... <laughs> no, we do. We have a lot of things that we want people to be able to do. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I, uh, I would agree. And, you know, similar to other things, we don't have the talent necessarily to run it, but we have the talent to make it all happen i think there could be a small building sheddish type where that's where you host the kayaks to rent right there on the river have someone check it out sign your waiver get your gear and uh have someone record it and make great content every day for when you get first timers out there oh yeah or or you could have kayaks and canoes and paddle boards on a trailer and just pull down there you know during the day and have someone that could rent out kayaks and paddle boards to show them some, have some instruction available right down to like Broadwater or right yeah. food or truck right bells. there next to it. We'll work out, work up a hunger. Yeah. <laughs> Grab a hot dog. We're there. We're ready for it. All right. Let's do this. All right. Okay. Well, once you, uh, let's close out this interview and get out there. All right. <laughs> so well, I can't think of a better closure. <laughs> if you have any questions about what we just talked about with Craig, because I know I do, it's going to be on werenodemexperts.com. That's all the show notes. We're going to link Montana River Outfitters, how you can book your next excursion on the water here in Great Falls. If not, give me a call at 406-761-4436. 
It's been great. I've had a blast on this one. Way to end the week of a week of podcasts. And until we see your bright, smiling, happy face here on the river in Great Falls, we hope you're creating amazing memories with your friends and families wherever you are. Bye-bye. Bye. We are no damn experts as the recorded claims from Great Falls, Montana, covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town. Damn, that felt good. On the next episode of War No Damn Experts, Rebecca and Maddie share with you the new concert venue that's coming to Great Falls, Montana, the Newberry. War No Damn Experts is produced by Great Falls, Montana Tourism with original music by the best damn musician, Joel Corda. 